Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved. Thank you for your patience and waiting for us to begin this morning. God bless you. I hope that you're well. I hope that all is well. And I hope that you're getting together with your family and talking about the things that you could do to begin to be a witness in this world that is getting worse by the day. This is not going to get better, I don't think. It's not going to be short-lived. We need to be witnesses to a world that is dying. And you can make a list of 10 things you can do and start with one, but but start. Whether it's not going out on Sundays, whether it's not shopping on Sundays, not going to restaurants on Sundays, dressing modestly, watching your speech, being witnesses in the world, um, and really at the moment, uh, most urgently doing something to take your children out of public school. Um, And I I want to urge you that if you cannot um, do that, uh, maybe we can figure something out together. Hmm? Maybe you are, um, well, there's several situations that would prevent parents from taking their children out of school, public school, Uh, They cannot homeschool. That's legitimate. They cannot afford a Catholic or a private school. What can they do? We can talk about this. There are ways that we can help. Um, And so there are uh, several groups that have begun, come together and begun private schools, uh, and they've sought out one or two or three good men or women who uh, are able to teach, who know the faith, um, and uh, at least their children have a partial Catholic education, and the rest, when they can, uh, they, they handle at home. So there's different ways, beloved. Don't be discouraged. But even if you keep your child in a public school, they have to opt out of sex ed, uh, which again, in kindergarten, that it's not departmentalized. They, they're in one group all day, and they're going to learn gender and it, uh, ideology. Now, in California and many other places, um, you're not going to have influence over them uh, that you wish, even in a good Catholic home, because they're going to begin with their little soft hearts to have sympathy for Uh, those children who don't know better or who come from different homes and what's wrong with it. And we have to love everybody and accept everybody, which we do, but we don't need to accept sin. God does not accept sin. I came across an article, um, and it is um, by Patrick Riley, He's the founder and president of the Cardinal Newman Society, which uh, is well worth supporting. They're outstanding. They keep tabs on all the schools uh, in the United States, specifically the universities, 
to tell you which ones are truly yet Catholic. Um, and so the national, here they say right here, the national, the Cardinal Newman Society is a national organization to advocate and support the renewal of genuine Catholic higher education. Um, they're very good. And Patrick Riley, who is the founder of that, has written this article called Catholic Schools Must Restore America's Faith in the Real Presence. Now we're speaking about um, the Eucharist for those who claim to be Catholic. Um, those who bear the title of a Catholic school attached to a parish or not, if it's a Catholic school, this article is for them and for you, dear parents. Um, uh, Amelia, um, is this is an eighth grader. She says, he is truly there in the Eucharist. Quote, he is truly there in the Eucharist. End quote. Says Amelia Stripka, Shripka, it looks like, the eighth grader at Everest Collegiate High School and uh, Academy in Clarkston, Michigan, takes delight in the Eucharistic procession that her school holds every year. It's a great time, she says, to reflect on what Jesus did for us. This is an eighth grader, a 14-year-old, we'll, we'll guess. And she says, he is truly there in the Eucharist. Um, and this, she says, it's a great time. It's during the Eucharistic procession, a great time to reflect on what Jesus did for us, she says. I was sponsor of a young lady of 14 who went through CCD at her parish. And uh, she wasn't going to a Catholic school, going to a public school and a family, and she asked me to be her sponsor. And so I would meet with her uh, from class, and we would go to lunch or dinner. I think, I think dinner was later, and or just go, go out for a soda or something. And I would ask her what she learned. And I remember specifically the day that she said, oh, we learned about the Eucharist today. And I looked at her and I said, okay, great. Tell me, what is the Eucharist? And she said, um, um, she couldn't figure out a description. And I said, well, what did they say in class? She said, well, and, and she said, no, they said, we are the Eucharist. We are the Eucharist. We are church. We are the Eucharist. Absolutely nothing to do with the Eucharist. Nothing to do with the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. I sat there and explained it all to her, and her mouth was open. She had no idea. It, it, beloved, it is so insane. That's a Catholic CCD class. We are Eucharist. I have sent people entering the church, uh, a particular woman I'm thinking of right now, older woman, uh, to RCIA. She entered the church, but not because of that RCIA class. I would also meet with her and ask her what she learned. And what she learned is that one day women will be priests. End of story. Um, you see, parents, God has given you the responsibility of raising your children 
and wherever you send them, to church, to school, to a Catholic school, to a public school, you need to spend time with them when they go, come home. And you need to go through what they've learned that day. You must do that. Otherwise, you are throwing your children to the dogs. Jesus um, used that expression in the Gospels. Um, and he was, um, uh, in short, I would say, um, that's, that's, I'm not going to dig into, uh, to get into that particular passage. I shouldn't have said it without getting into it. He meant the Gentiles, and he didn't, he's not calling the Gentiles dogs. What he's saying is that what he's giving out is for God's people. Now, if, uh, if they become God's people, then that's wonderful. That's the purpose of it all. Uh, Gentiles are not dogs. Uh, he was using the analogy that you don't, he came for his own. Those who were his own, unfortunately, did not receive him. I got myself into a whole other conversation here. But um, that's what he came to do. And you don't give that away to, to anyone else. Um, and the wonderful woman who was uh, picking up crumbs from the table uh, said, but even the dogs need food. And of course she was right. And it's not dogs in terms of their uh, personhood. Um, it's other than the people God has chosen. And beloved, I, I know this sounds terrible the way I've put it. I didn't plan a, a proper discussion of this. But the fact is, you are sending your children to the dogs. It, it applies. People are human beings made in the image of God. They're not dogs, and neither did our Lord mean that. But um, you are throwing away what God has given to a pagan world to a pagan world or to a world that is distorted or Catholic in name only who don't know the faith. You cannot do that. You are charged in your wedding vows, um, in your baptismal vows, in the child's baptismal vows to raise them in the faith. And if you give them away to the world, um, you are turning from your vows. You are breaking your vows, and you're feeding them, I guess you could say, dog food. I know I'm going to get a lot of complaints on this one. I'm so sorry. That was a poor uh, analogy to make or subject to go into. But that's what's happening. That's if you're struck with horror, but that's what's happening, beloved. It's what's happening. When you can send a child to a CCD class at school, and she has no clue about the Eucharist. We are the Eucharist. We are Christ. And or she or in other circumstances, the Eucharist, the host, the consecrated host is on a par with us because we're all Christ. Many people have learned that, have been taught that. Um, I, you know, I have, I have um, urged you uh, before, and I do it again, beloved, if you have no way to pull your child out of public school, um, I urge you to call in, not because I have all the answers, apparently I don't, but 
together we might be able to come up with some solution to that, some solution to that, especially the solution of your going over every day what the children learn in school. It could be your dinner conversation. Let your dinner conversation be a Catholic conversation of what they've learned and maybe what they have learned that needs to be corrected. So let me go on with this article. Um, Patrick Riley says, So how does the Church restore faith in its most precious sacrament? One key solution is the renewal of faithful Catholic education, whether in parochial schools, lay-run schools, online programs, or in the home. At Everest School, Amelia says, and again, she's an eighth grader, there are many opportunities to be with God that helps her grow closer and closer to him. They're quoting her. Quote, many opportunities to be with God, end quote, that help her grow, quote, closer and closer to him, end quote. I'm, I'm quoting this so that you know this is not a good editor writing with their opinion. These are the words of Amelia coming from a good Catholic school, beloved. There's the music for our first break, um, and we will uh, have a whole half hour to ourselves. If you wish to call in and holler at me, you can do that. Um, Toll free or text 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back, beloved. from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. One of the
the simplest and most powerful ways to promote Catholic Radio is by displaying a Catholic Radio bumper magnet on your vehicle. Whether you drive a truck, car, or minivan, you can make a positive and holy difference. Help create awareness of Catholic Radio in your community so that other drivers will find the peace of Christ through listening. To request your free bumper magnets, please visit thestationofthecross.com and click the Promote tab at the top of our homepage. That's thestationofthecross.com, then click Promote. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio while you travel. Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live, and I invite you to call in with your calls, um, your texts, your emails to call or text at one toll free one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. Um, I'm going to take your calls and emails, but because I did such a sloppy job of talking about our Lord uh, saying that it's not good to throw food to the dogs, I looked up an article on Catholic Answers, catholic.com, the best apologetic site you will ever find. Um, and uh, Tim Staples is being interviewed by their radio host, Cy Kellett, and, on, on, and it's called A Radical Call to Discipleship which is what we're all called to do, a radical call to discipleship. And Tim says, um, the, con- the consistent theme uh, throughout the Gospels is Jesus asking our absolute surrender. Come and follow me, quote, unquote. Come and follow me. Think of the, um, he said, the, the Syrophoenician woman in Matthew chapter 15 who has a daughter who grievously vexed, who is grievously vexed with a demon, comes to Jesus. Please heal my daughter. And Jesus answers her, not a word. He just keeps walking. She cries all the more after him. Now, um, uh, Tim said he's skipping some parts for time's sake, but she cries all the more after him. And then this time he says, I am not come, but for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This is Matthew chapter 15. He apparently, or it appears, rejects her a second time. I'm not coming for you. And she cries back. But, um, but, but, and then he keeps walking and she cries out all the more. And what does Jesus um what does he say? He doesn't say, I'm so sorry. But she cries out all the more, and this time he says, it is not right to take the food from the children and give it to dogs. Now he calls her a dog. And what does she do? She acknowledges that. She acknowledges that she's a dog. She says, yes, Lord. 
um, and this is the answer that St. Francis Assisi gave to this question. Yes, Lord, but unless we are all, um, uh, let's see, I mean, I, I know she says, but um, even dogs eat the food from that drops from the, from the master's table. Um, and St. Francis of Assisi says, uh, she's saying, yes, Lord, unless we all understand we are the pups, little puppies, pups begging for morsels from the master's table, we will never find the Lord. Um, because that is where, Tim says, salvation begins. And she uh, says then, yes, Lord, but even the pups eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And that is what sparked the Lord to say, I have not found such a great faith here. I have not found such a great faith in um, in Israel. And let me just see, there might be another sentence or so I can... Um, he, Tim says, um, actually, he doesn't say that there. He says that elsewhere, but he means it in his heart because um, uh, this is hard to, to read because this is really an audio transcript. Um, but uh, Tim says the bottom line, I'm sorry to be so confusing you too this morning. Um, Tim says the bottom line is that he is eliciting through these radical statements, absolute surrender. And that's what God, um, that's what God wants from us. Absolute surrender. Um, so, um, I'm trying to connect that to what I was saying about the schools. I know what I was saying. That if you send your children into the world, um, you are you are abandoning your vocation to raise them for heaven. You're going to raise them for the world, and that will not be heaven. Okay, I'm going to take an email from John, um, and he writes, uh, Mother, my name is John. I'm Jewish uh, because my mom was Jewish. I converted as an adult, and thankfully, my mother died a baptized Catholic. Isn't that fabulous? John, I'm so glad. Praise God, he says. I have been a supporter of the AHC. That's the Association of Hebrew Catholics of the AHC and have had several conversations with your brother David over the years. My brother David Moss heads up the Association of uh, uh, Hebrew Catholics. They're headquartered in St. Louis, and you can look up on the web, Hebrew Catholic, singular, HebrewCatholic.net. And John says, I love what you say whenever I hear your show, though I only recently discovered it. I am writing to ask you where I might buy a, oh dear, listen to this, a replica of the statue of Our Lady I saw behind you on your show. I guess this one right here. Um, um, 
and he says, namely, the show you did on the sex education travesty in California. But she's with me every day, John. This is this is our little office together. Um, that statue, he says, captivated me because she is really portrayed, looking to me, like a Jewish woman in a manner I found respectful and at the same time showed trans, almost transfixing. I looked, and he says he searched for it, uh, everywhere, and he couldn't find it. Um, thank you, and I wish you and your sisters many blessings. Oh, John, um, I love her too, which is why I keep her with me. I, she was a gift, actually. Um, I don't. I, she came from Peru. She was ordered from uh, from from the people who make her in Peru, and I I don't have a resource right now. I'll see if I can get one. But she was sent to me from Peru as a gift, um, and I do love her. I do agree with you, John. God bless you, dear one. Ah, there's the music for our second break. Beloved, it will be short. Uh, call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. Augustine of Hippo said, The fruits of charity are joy, peace, and mercy. Charity demands beneficence and fraternal correction. It is benevolence. It fosters reciprocity and remains disinterested and generous. It is friendship and communion. Love is itself the fulfillment of all our works. On the Station of the Cross, you'll hear inspiration from the saints and learn more about our beautiful faith. If you'd like to support our programming, consider transferring stock to Catholic Radio so that we can continue sharing Christ's message of love with you and countless other listeners through our programming. Please help us in this good work of the Lord. To find out more about how you can give the gift of stock, call 1-877-888-6279. That's 1-877-888-6279. You can also visit us online at thestationofthecross.com. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at faithfulinsight.com, and may God bless you. 
Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live. Um, and we're here, the last segment of the program, for your calls, your emails, your texts, uh, toll-free at one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have an email from someone who writes it anonymously and says, I am only able to listen to your podcast later in the evening since I am homeschooling during the day. Ah, music to my ears. I try not to miss a single day, especially since last week I wrote in with a question that I was so looking forward to hearing your opinion on. I'm afraid I may have missed your answer since your podcast... Uh, oh, it's... Uh, we'll have to check into that. It said there was something wrong with our podcast on August 23rd and 26th, um, where instead of your show, it plays the Catholic Current instead. My goodness, I, this is the first I'm hearing about that. She says, maybe your tech crew could straighten this out so I could listen for the answer to my question. The August 27th podcast works just fine, by the way. Okay, so we're looking at August 23rd and August 26th, and um, good, the crew at Station of the Cross will will look into that. My goodness, okay. She says, just in case my original question was this, recently a blog was posted on a Catholic blog titled Working Mothers. I was disturbed by the contents, which seemed to suggest that working outside of the home is more of a personal choice and uses the lives of the saints to back up her opinion. I would like to know how to respond to arguments that St. Gianna worked, uh, that St. Gianna worked so I could be a good Catholic and work too. Um, this is uh, an argument from someone who's opposing her, uh, someone, a friend or so, someone who said, well, just St. Gianna worked, so I could work too and be a good Catholic. I have also heard St. Gianna used to justify women wearing pants because there is a picture of her probably hiking wearing pants. How can we respond to these justifications? Um, and... Um, she, um, let me just see, um, she says, thank you. So uh, just let me stop there. Uh, we did answer that, dear one. Um, and I don't know the situation with St. Gianna. She was a physician working outside the home. I do not know her family situation. And if she was hiking uh, and wearing baggy pants, I think it was, um, then that's perfectly understandable. Uh, so I cannot answer in the case of St. Gianna, and um, all the saints are not perfect in their lives. They are saints because they live 
holy lives. Holy doesn't mean perfect. It means set apart from the world to God. And St. Gianna certainly, certainly was that. Um, She uh, made a choice of letting the child in her womb live uh, by her own life being taken through that birth. And that's enough to make somebody a saint. You have, you have risked your own life to keep them alive rather than just killing them. Uh, that's enough to make somebody a saint. Uh, uh, again, without all the details of her past life. So I cannot answer that, and I cannot answer her wearing pants. But who do we follow? That doesn't mean she was wrong in working, and it doesn't mean she was wrong to wear pants. I don't say that. But who do we follow? We take a certain saint who did certain things, and we follow them, rather than following God and our Blessed Mother, who asks for modesty. I still say, if you want to wear pants, then picture what sort of pants our Blessed Mother would wear. Um, and the same thing with working outside the home. Our Blessed Mother would not. She was given the vocation of being mother to God. Um, and you say, well, that's an exception. It's to God. Uh, God is the exception, but her vocation as a mother is not. Is not. You are raising children to become like God, to become like Christ, and for heaven to be with him forever. Um, she goes on to say, thank you so much for your thoughtful insight about vaccinations on the August 27th show. As a non-vaccinating Catholic, it has been disturbing to hear the teachings of the church on this subject, and it is so reassuring to hear your explanation and get your support. Um, Okay. Um, Well, that's good. Uh, I appreciate that. And again, um, if it's not the church's teaching, if when we speak about the church's teaching, we're we're really speaking of of what is infallible, and if it's infallible, then we'd never go against it. But if it's what the church has allowed, uh, even through a pope um, and other ways, does not make it infallible. It makes it permissible. If the pope has said it, it makes it permissible. If it does not violate the moral teaching of the church. If it does not violate the moral teaching of the church. Okay, I'm going to go on to an email by Stacy. Stacy says, um, please keep my family and I in your prayers that my husband will get a better job so I can be home with our children. We have been married for three years and have a two and a half year old and a nine month old. We both work full time. My oh, that hurts my heart. It probably hurts uh, Stacy's heart too. Um, my husband works from home two days, and I have one day off because I work ten-hour shifts for four days. Both our moms babysit the other two days. We are not financially steady. We have a lot of debt, school loans, medical, that we are focused on paying off. We do not make a lot of money, but do have enough to cover living expenses. My job is very stable, has health insurance for the family, flexible schedule. My duties are easy. My husband's job does not provide health insurance and low pay. 
he is he has been looking for another job for the last three years. He has specific skill set and is now also taking online computer science classes so he can apply for IT jobs. Okay, uh, let me let me finish here. I am also applying uh, to higher paying positions. A concern we have is that if one or both of us gets another job, then we will not have the flexible schedule anymore and no one to care for the children and will have to spend money on daycare. I am exhausted working 10-hour shifts, even though it's just a desk job. Lack of sleep and juggling two young children is tiring. I would love to be a stay-at-home mom. My whole life, I've been raised and taught that both mom and dad work. Um, Not that I have, now that I have babies, I see that it is so hard to work full-time and raise children. I tell you what, beloved, Stacy is a perfect example of um, a family that uh, is struggling and doing everything possible uh, to raise their children correctly. I I tell you what, Stacy, reading through your email, I do not personally, which doesn't give you God's standards, I do not fault you or your husband with a single thing, not a single thing. You are doing everything you can to reverse that situation. You want to be a two-and-a-half-year-old baby and a nine-month-old. You want to be home with them so you don't have to send them to public school, and you're working on that. You're working on a situation that you can um, um, help um, happen with your husband together with God's grace uh, so that you can be home with your children. The fact that your husband is home two days and you are home one and both sets of parents uh, watch those children the wet rest of the week is just truly fantastic. Much better than daycare. Much better than daycare. I'm, I'm assuming that your husband and both sets of parents and you uh, care well for the children. It's much better than daycare. So um, what I say, dear one, is stay at it. And in a sense, I agree. If you get a better paying job that's not flexible and it's going to cause you to put your children in daycare, I wouldn't take it either. I think what you're doing now is the better situation. Um, Yes, let your husband get a better-paying job, for sure. And I would, if I were you, while you're continuing your 10-hour shifts, which I know is hard, look into work that you can do at home, that you can do while the children are in naps or for a few hours at night, look into work. It could be billing, services at home, uh, type work. Um, your family could start a, a business selling Christian books, uh, soaps, something like that from your home as a family and let it build up over the years. Um, you're not going to have uh, that we can think of an overnight solution, but you're you're on the right track, Stacy. You're doing what is right to work toward the freedom to live your vocation. And I I applaud you for it. I applaud you. So God bless you. Keep at it. Don't give up. And I would agree, don't get a better paying job to put your children in daycare. Don't do that. Um, 
look for a better paying job that will be that will give you flexibility as you have it now or uh, I went to work years ago for a company it was a nine to five five day a week job and at the time I was becoming a jail chaplain one day a week and I asked them if I could work four ten hour shifts and they let me do it even though it wasn't company policy they let me do it so in your job for a desk job that may not be possible I don't know but if you find a better paying job and they really want to hire you, um, you can say, you know, I've been working for 10-hour shifts. Is there any way for that to be possible here? And the other thing is uh, to work toward a part-time job, of course, to work toward a part-time job and work at home. Try to find a little cottage business you can do at home and get a part-time job. So those are different thoughts. And a part-time job could be four days a week. So, okay, I, I applaud you, Stacey. You're doing, you and your husband, what you can to uh, get your home right, to pay off your debts, and to raise your children. I, I, I don't personally know of anything else you can do. Um, unless someone is listening to this program and wants to call the Station of the Cross and uh, tell them that you want to give, uh, a, I don't know, a $100,000 gift to Stacy and her husband so that she could stay at home with the children um, and be a proper mom and give them relief from all the pressure they have. If someone is uh, has the gift of giving that God has given them and is able to do that, I've never even suggested this before, but I would suggest it in this case. Um, and again, Stacy, uh, unless it's diapers or something that's urgent, don't ever buy something that you don't have, again, that you don't have the money to pay off. If your TV breaks, throw it out and don't buy another one. Don't buy anything that you don't have the money to pay. Um, don't take out loans anymore. Don't buy anything on credit anymore unless it's an absolute, absolute emergency and necessity. Okay. Uh, we have a call from Nellie on the line. Hi, Nellie. Hello. Good morning, Mother. Good God morning, bless you for the work you do. Uh, uh, I so... Uh, you know, this is what I tell people all the time. Why put your kid in daycare when the daycare is going to cost you more than what you're earning in a paycheck? It doesn't make sense. Well, and that's a, and Nelly, 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 no, no, hold on, hold on. Because first of all, we have uh, 30 seconds left, and you, you're asking a question that uh, people that hear you cannot answer you. So don't do that. But if you have a question, go ahead, because we have very little time. I was asking you last time, actually, regarding uh, uh, my nephew, who was homeschooled and uh, basically in the Catholic faith and all that, but now is being sent to a private Catholic school. But I feel like after all the years of work, because... Uh, for is there no question, Nellie? Is there no question, sweetheart? That's Isn't our that ending music. On, on does it, after all those years of homeschooling and sending to a private Catholic school? Isn't what? It's... Uh, it doesn't have, for me, I feel it undo all the work of homeschooling after so many years and at grade To nine, send him to a Catholic school to... after homeschooling? Yeah. It depends upon the Catholic school, Nellie. 
That's the point. It depends upon the Catholic school. If it's going to undo the whole homeschooling, no, absolutely not. But it may not do the homes undo the homeschooling if it's a good school. I'm sorry, my dear one. Um, there's our ending music, and uh, we will speak with all of you tomorrow. God bless you. <laughs>